is not about, let me learn from this. It's about, I knew it. This is who I am, mm-hmm. right? And I think once you start to self-identify with your failures and you start to like think that you are it, you are the failure, then I think that now it has poisoned everything that you would do going forward mm-hmm. because you're not going to have the right energy, you're not going to have the right attitude, and you're not going to have the right amount of focus to actually aspire to anything greater than what you actually are doing or what you've done. Welcome to The Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. What's up? This is episode number 70 of the Push Podcast. Number 70 in 2021. That's fantastic. Okay. I don't know how that has any we relevance. We didn't do 70 in 2021. That's what it kind of sounds like to me, but no, it I'm is saying officially it 2021. It is the 70th, 70th episode. It just in happens to be 2000 in No, listen to what you're saying. It is the 70th episode in 2021. It is not. (laughs) Premiering in 2021. (laughs) No. How about this is episode number 70 and today is January 5th, 2021. I can see over the year, nothing changed. Always. (laughs) That is the 64th time you've... uh, Corrected you. Corrected me. Well, I love you in 2021. No, it's 70th time. (laughs) No, I love you too in 2021. Okay. Awesome. So guys, today we want to talk to you about the fact that God, we're like nine, 10 months into a pandemic and I'm sick and tired of talking about COVID. Uh, And this episode is not about COVID. It's about the fact that your 2020 probably didn't look the way you wanted it to look. (laughs) I think it's fair to say that 97% of the people on the planet had goals. They had travel goals, marriage goals, you know, different things that you wanted to do. And 2020 probably made those plans abruptly halt. Yeah, it put a halt on all those things. And I think that if you go back in the last maybe 70 episodes, we have done everything we could to prepare you for a year like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have done everything we could to to set you up, to push you to a place where in 2021, you can be thinking differently. Right. But we want to like really get down to the the you know the bare bones like we've talked about before when we were talking about our, our remodel of like what it's going to take to totally expose yeah totally exposed to take on this new year well the reason why we're talking about this right now is because we are starting a new year and in conversations with friends and people that i know and just like watching things on social media People are basically like F goal setting for 2021. (laughs) I, you know, you know, quite honestly, we've shared before, we planned our entire 2020 in 2019. It was the one year we were like, we're going to hit the ground running. We went into 2020 with like every single week of every single month was planned and COVID said, not now. Not today. None of right. been here. And so I understand because <laughs> we've gone through the disappointment of the setbacks of, 
you know, things not working out the way that you wanted or expected or planned. But what I'm seeing now that's a common theme is that most people are like, nope, learned my lesson. Thank you so much for that. Not planning anything in 2021. Yeah. And I think you use a a very specific word. And I I want people to really listen and, and use that word instead of frustrated or angry. You said disappointed, mm-hmm. and I think that that is an appropriate word when you something does. Yeah, when something doesn't go your way or the way you wanted it to be, disappointment is okay. Mm-hmm. Disappointment is a way of saying to yourself, "That's not what I wanted." I get that that has now changed. Mm-hmm. There is a level of acceptance to disappointment instead of frustration. Is like keeps the what the obstacle in front of you and never lets it go. Yeah, and so I think that when folks are are looking at this past year and they can't let it go, they stay stuck in this place of frustration and saying, well, you know what, that was disappointing, but here's where I need to go now, Yeah. right? And I think that that is so important. Well, I mean, thank you. Eddie's main goal in life is to codify everything that I say. He tries to like, you know, this is the one word, the distinction. He does this with everything. But I think you're right. I have said many times before, I love F words. Yeah. But the one F word I hate is frustrated. Right. I hate when people say that they're frustrated. To me, it's an element of, well, you get to control what emotions you choose right now. So why are you choosing to be frustrated? Like you can be disappointed. You can even be angry, but being frustrated seems like something that's happened repetitively over and over. It's like a cycle. I feel like I'm stuck if I use the word frustrated. Right. And and I look at frustration as is the resistance of reality. Like, Your reality has changed Mm -hmm. and you're still staring back at what doesn't exist anymore, wanting it to morph itself back to what you originally planned. And I think that it goes a little bit along with your definition of it, where I think that where you're saying, hey, frustration is something you allow to happen for so long. Mm -hmm. And now now you're screaming, I'm frustrated. Well, I think frustration gets you nowhere. Like you have to ask yourself, what is that even if I say I'm frustrated to you? What, you're like, okay, are you going to be over this soon? I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like saying I'm so damn mad. But like, what do you even say in response to someone that's I'm so frustrated right now? Okay, I let understand. me know when you're not. <laughs> I I don't know. But if I say I'm really disappointed right now, yeah, that's different. It's like to me, it sounds like radical acceptance. It sounds right. like you've accepted the fact that things probably didn't go in your favor, right? They didn't yeah. go the way you planned. But to me, I'd respond and I'd say, I'm sorry that you're disappointed and I know it'll work out. Right. Yeah. Period. Uh, period. To me, it just has like a an element of like progress attached to it versus saying frustrated. Frustrated's like, I'm going to shut the door then and let you just stay in here and be on your own because I don't really know how to help someone who's frustrated. It. I don't know. It feels like a lack of control to me. Yeah. Well, with that said, I will say I used the word frustrated four times today (laughs) because I'm in the middle of a customer service battle with sleep number. (laughs) And I swear to God, I've invested now three hours or so with customer service and they keep telling me the same thing and sending technicians out to tell me the same thing. And so I did say four times today. I have to tell you, I'm extremely frustrated with this experience. Yeah. I hate that word. I don't use it, but there is no other word. I can't say, you know, I'm really disappointed in the way that you're handling this because it sounds too nice. (laughs) It just does. (laughs) And it's the interesting thing about those types of situations when you're trying to get your way. And as a consumer, a lot of times you can feel powerless because... That's what I feel. Right. But that's that's, why that word is associated with powerless, right? Right. 
So I feel frustrated because you're basically holding me hostage, telling me I have to call another number and sit on hold again for another hour and explain another hour long story. It just it's frustrating. Yeah, but it, the, it, the it, word itself to me means stuck. And I think, yeah. And it, it, the crazy thing is to me, that is probably the appropriate word because like it's being like you are rendered powerless in this yeah, situation because you're anything. trying to get them to to make accommodations, to make a change, to make an exception mm-hmm. because of something that we're dissatisfied with, right. right? And and so I get it, but that that is what I wanted to get to because it's so funny. Uh, Janelle has a what in the world about people trying oh. to bend reality. <laughs> you're getting me worked up. <laughs> people try to bend reality for, for I Okay, I don't even know how to explain this to you guys really quickly and then we're going to get into 10 reasons why people don't set goals and why you should, yeah. right? Especially right now in 2021. But we were at a store today and um <laughs> and we were picking up a chair and one the chair had a footprint on it. It's a velvet, tan, light piece of furniture that I had ordered online. And someone stood on it. Like, what kind of savage stands on a velvet cream-looking chair? That's the appropriate so it had word, a, savage. It, it had a footprint on it, a shoe print, right? Yeah. And then I don't even have to look at the chair. I'm already turned off by the shoe print that they're trying to pawn off this chair to me. Oh, this is the chair that you ordered. Uh, I didn't order that chair, but okay. And then I noticed that of the four legs of the chair, one of them is off the floor. Like I can clearly visually see it. I don't even have to touch the chair, right? And I can see that the legs are not, they're not properly aligned. Right. And so I said, yeah, I'm not going to be taking this chair. And he goes, (laughs) well, that's the only one we have. And I said, well, we have a problem because I don't want a crooked chair. And he goes, oh, it's not a crooked chair. And I said, yeah, it is. Look. And I touched it and it rocked back and forth. It literally wobbled. You know what he said to me? He said... I think it's the floor. (laughs) That shit bothered me. Like when, so I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but it's like when I clearly see something with my two eyes is broken and I point it out to you and you try to tell me that it's the floor in your store, which is causing it to make me believe in my mind that the third leg or the fourth leg is not actually touching the floor. I'm flabbergasted. And I said, uh, bro, I don't think it's your floor. I, <laughs> I think it's the chair. I'm certain it's the chair, yeah. right? And he goes, oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. The floor in the store is not level. Uh, and I look at it. It's smooth, shiny, concrete. It's not like it's and, cobblestone. And the, leg, the leg was probably two inches off the ground. I mean, clearly, right? <laughs> but my contractor did that to me with a wall. We had a wall that they they cut down, blew out this wall. And when they finished like the end of it, I said, yeah, this is crooked. And he goes, no, I think it's the lighting. It's something about <laughs> when I know that I'm certain that visually I'm experiencing something and people try to talk me out of it. Well, that it, pisses me off. Because people are expressing. In, but the, here's the, the crazy thing is. Help is, me understand the, this, Eddie. Well, what people are doing is they're giving you a perception or a perspective that they're seeing. So no, I, I, I think they're trying I, I to bullshit think, me. No, it's possible because I think I'm just looking at it from positive intent. I'm yeah, thinking, that's you. That's just, well, I think the, the gentleman at it the store... It challenges my intelligence. It, it, well, I think the gentleman at the store was saying... He was. He, I think he glanced at it and said, maybe the floor, but he proceeded to go find another one because I think he, as he said it, he realized, oh, no, it's not the floor. But I think... <laughs> 
when people do that, I think they're saying, oh, no, I know you see it that way, but I also see it this way. But it's like some warped reality that I'm like, uh, I'm not wrong here. What spoon? Oh, and that's a Matrix what? reference. Yeah, no, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> I'm so, trying to bend the spoon. What spoon? There's okay, no spoon. moving on. Uh, we're going to talk to you today. This is going to be a two-part episode. So we're going to dive into 10 reasons why people don't set goals, especially right now, and why we think that you should. Yeah. So the first part of this is going to be 10 reasons that we're asking you to listen to and see if you're guilty of any of them. I know we've been guilty of 99% of these, right? Right. So we're going to dive into those. And then the second half of this episode or the next episode, which is the second part to this, it's a bonus episode. We're going to talk to you about goal setting and you know, yeah. how it can change and, your life and, and why it's so extremely important right now. And the reason I think is so important to add this context, the reason why we're going through this list is because I think if you can define the thing that's interrupting you, that's that's causing this obstacle where you can't goal set, once you can define it, then you can conquer it. Once I can put language to something, then I can figure out and wrap my mind around how to get past it. Right. And a lot of times people are are stuck. They can't figure things out. They're not moving in life because they haven't defined the thing that's stopping them. Mm-hmm. Right. If I can define it, then I can defy it. Okay, so that leads me into number one of 10 reasons why people don't set goals. You ready? Right. They can't get past being stuck as fuck. (laughs) So they're staring at the problem. Yeah. I know what it likes to, what it likes, what it feels like to be drowning in debt or uncertainty with your finances, right? You know that you're supposed to start saving. You got to sit down and budget. And I know that when you don't have enough money, that seems like such a terrible waste of time. Yeah. So people who feel like they're drowning, who feel like their problems are overpowering their wins or successes, who feel like they're just, you know, I can't really see light at the end of the tunnel. It's really difficult for those people to start goal setting because you literally feel like you can't breathe sometimes. Yeah, you can't even get to a place of looking past the problem Mm because the problem is so abrupt, it's so in front of you, uh, it's so much part of your life. That the issue with being stuck is that you have normalized not moving. Right. And so now this is life. This is how life is for you. This is how you perform in life. And the normalization is is so um the word I'm searching for the word here. I don't know. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's it's Prevalent? not obvious. Uh-huh. Right. It's okay. it's it's almost like it creeps up on you and you get to a place where you go, I didn't even realize how stuck I was. Right. Right. And and so I just wanted to I, it's important people realize that there's like you may beat yourself up. Some people may identify being stuck, but they didn't realize it until it was brought to their attention. Right. So maybe you're in that situation now. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you're struggling in a relationship or struggling in some way to where setting a goal to get better at that thing feels like, yeah, right. I wish, which leads me into number two. You don't even know how to get yourself out of that. So the uncertainty of, okay, great, setting a goal is nice, but how am I supposed to achieve that goal? If I knew how to do it, then I would be doing it. Yeah, and I know for some, some people may listen to this and say, that sounds like it sounds like the same thing, but it's not. Like no. one place is like, I didn't even know I was stuck, right? I didn't really realize how stuck I was. And another one is, now that I realize that I'm stuck, I don't even know how to get out. Okay. Like, I don't even know that, like, I. it's the lack of know-how, like the, mm-hmm. the, the inability to, to see the plan or the creation of anything. But also, you see this in, in a lot of places, especially in, in impoverished communities. 
where there is no representation of what success looks like. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even know that there is an, a, another level that you can go, mm -hmm. right? And so the ability to understand how to get there is just not even, it, it doesn't even exist. Okay, so that leads me into number three, which is lack of belief. Yeah. So not only have you never seen it, you don't know how, but you don't think you're enough. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you special to be able to get out of this? Why are you special to set the goal of making $10 million. Not only do I not know how, not only do I not have a penny to my name right now, but I also don't even believe that that's possible for me. Right. I've never seen anyone in my family be rich. I've never even had a rich friend. I don't have rich people that I can lean on or have mentor me. So lack of belief is, is a huge reason why people don't take the time or the initiative to say, yes, I want this and I'm going to go after this. They can't see themselves in a place where they're doing something spectacular because mm -hmm. maybe they've never done anything spectacular or they don't recognize the things that they have done in the past as being spectacular. And so now they're looking at, if I even think of a goal, I immediately squash it because of my current capabilities, mm -hmm. not thinking about the fact that on the path, on the journey to that, you're going to raise your game. Right. The capabilities are going to increase. Now that we're kind of in number three already, I feel like there's going to be some people that listen to this and say, I'm suffering from all 10 right now. Right. right. So like if you're struggling financially, which we have had problems financially, you know, midway through our marriage where you felt stuck. Right. Yeah. We felt like, God, the bills just keep coming in. Like, was it a, a bad decision to buy this house? You know, what do we do? I don't want to take the kids out of gymnastics. Then you lose your job. Can you get a break? Right. So if you would have told us to set a financial goal back then, I'd be like, set a goal. That's great. We don't even have enough to make ends meet right now. Right. So why am I going to set a goal? Like you can't think or fathom about saving five cents a day to start a savings account and get in the habit of saving when you know you don't even have enough. Right. It's just heartbreaking. I know what that feels like, right? It's almost like your spirit's broken. Yeah. And know? then you couple that with number two, which was uncertainty. Well, if I knew how to do better with my money, then I would be doing it and I wouldn't be in this problem. I wouldn't have this yeah. situation. And then it's the lack of belief. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. So this isn't even something we're ever going to be able to overcome. And you get into this negative loop and it's really difficult to get yourself out of. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting because number two, the, the kind of the lack of know how. Mm -hmm. I think I think that that hits even the biggest dreamers. Mm -hmm. Like I think people who who can dream, who can aspire they immediately get tied into the how, mm -hmm. right? And they just go, oh, I don't even know how to do it. Or right. they they just convince themselves that there's no possible way. Right. So right. we're talking about someone different, I think, yeah. going into number four, which is lack of discipline. Mm -hmm. So you're not willing to make a commitment. To me, this is a different type of person. Uh, I don't really want to set the goal in 2021 of losing 30 pounds because I just don't feel like it. Like I just, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't really know if that's something want, I want. Right. So you start hemming and hawing because you know that there's a discipline that's going to be required to lose 30 pounds, right? So you're not willing to make the commitment or put in the work. Yeah. And I think that that goes to understanding the cost. Mm -hmm. Like I know that if I go to lose 20 pounds, it's going to cost certain things. It may cost social life in a sense, yeah. right? It may cost 
a bonding times where you say, mm-hmm. hey, we eat junk food together right. in a relationship, it can cost like experience. Experience, but also it, it, it it's a cost of pleasure, mm-hmm. right? Because being able just to go to drive food is easy. Yeah. Right. It's pleasurable. It tastes good. Having a soda, it tastes good for people. But the cost of not having it, I think it really bothers people. And they go, I don't even want to set the goal because I don't even want to think about right. the fact that the commitment that I'm going to have to put forth in right. order to achieve it. Okay. Number five is interesting. Mm-hmm. Number five, you've never really taken control of your life. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. I think that goal setting can be a habitual thing. Some people set micro goals every single day mm-hmm. and it's just part of their life. Like mm-hmm. they do little goals here and there. Mm-hmm. And I think that what what ends up happening with some people is they don't have that conditioning uh, to set goals. But most importantly, it goes back to like their childhood and growing up. They've never, ever set their own course. Their parents have set their course. They've always had someone else telling them where to go and how to do it and all mm-hmm. these different things. And now being in a situation where they have to charter their own course of action of where they want to go, because they've never been asked what they want and they've never actually pursued it, they don't even know how to take control over that kind of part of their life. So to me, this is two different type of people. This could be you're a millennial and you've, you know, eaten whatever your parents put on the table and you've gone to school and did the karate classes or the dance classes. Like you did everything that you were supposed to. You got decent grades. But then when you moved out, graduated college, you stopped having goals because maybe you started working and, you know, you never had to develop a physical fitness routine or plan to keep yourself in shape because maybe your parents cooked for you, right? You never had to really set a goal around nutrition or boundaries around what you were going to eat because things were always just given to you or prepared for you. You never had to create those disciplines around, you know, hey, I'm going to watch less TV because I could be productive as a human in other areas of my life. So that's what I think of when I I hear number five, which is you've never taken control of your life. It doesn't make you a loser. It just means... You haven't had the need to. You've never practiced self-governance. It also reminds me of our parents. Like our parents who are in their 60s now, they've done all of the things that they're supposed to. I raised my kids. You know, I put food on the table. I go to work every day. I work my nine to five. I do what's expected of me. And that's it. That's it. So there's no discipline around a health or wellness routine. There's no discipline around you know, uh, daily habits like, hey, I'm going to read an hour a day or I'm going to meditate an hour a day or I'm going to make exercise or nutrition or any of those things that could make you a better person or help you get to the next level of your life, even in your 60s. It's just not something you've been in practice of. Yeah. And like one of the things that we've shared with the kids, and I remember having very specific conversations with them of saying, everybody needs to have their own personal workout routine. Mm-hmm. Like they have to have their own uh, fitness and wellness journey. Yep. And you have to develop that on your own. And we can show you by role modeling, by mm-hmm. t- telling you to do these exercises, going to the gym with us. But at some point, you have to have your own deal. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just go through this world, and especially the sedentary world that we live in, mm-hmm. and just think that, oh, the pounds are just going to fly off of me. I'm never, ever going to go- gain weight. I'm never going to have to exert myself well, to I'm be never in physical have fitness. Health challenges. I'm never going to have health. Ch- like you have to have those things. And I think that they have, it's interesting because through this 
pandemic and mm-hmm. being quarantined, they have developed their really own great disciplines. Yeah. They, they do their own workouts and they're all different. And they, and, they and have I, their own YouTube. They have their own YouTube. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it, I'm proud to see that. But that means to me that, hey, that we did a good job of making sure we instilled Helping that in Helping them, them right? take control of their life. So, and I think that that self-governing mm-hmm. is so important. And I think when you sit back and you look at your life and you say, oh my God, I've never had to develop my own personal strategy right. around my own fitness, my own health, my own intellectual aspirations, my own career aspirations. I've only done what people ask me to do or what the expectations of, right. my, of my life. Then you find yourself in a situation where you're waiting for someone to point you in the right direction. And I think this is where you get people when you say, what do you want? And they go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never had to know. Right. So again, number five, you've never taken control of your life does not mean that you're a loser. It just means that maybe you've done everything that's expected of you, but you haven't been in practice of establishing rituals and habits for yourself that help get you to where you're trying to go, whether it be health-wise or financial. I think it is a big one. All right. Next one, number six, you've had previous disappointments. Like, let's be honest, like most adults we're freaking babies. Like we're <laughs> most adults I'd say are not very resilient. Like you yeah. experience a little bit of disappointment and then you throw in the towel and you're like, F it. I don't know. That didn't work for me last time. Uh, okay. You didn't learn how to walk in one shot. Like you didn't fall the first time you walked and your mom was like, Oh, this one's a loser. He's never yeah. going to walk. Right. So as an adult though, I think when you have a disappointment, you make it mean something totally different. So that's a really big reason why a lot of the friends that I have don't set goals, whether it's, you know, hey, this year I really want to start dating and I know that my soulmate's out there. I have so many friends that are like, there's nothing but losers out there. What's the point? Okay, well, you've had losers in the past. (laughs) That doesn't necessarily mean that's going to dictate what happens in the upcoming year, you know, so. People get stuck in previous disappointments and they stay there and live there and it drives me bananas. And I think that's one type of um, person that the previous disappointments dictate Uh what they do in the future. I think another type is people who self-identify with the failure. Mm -hmm. They think that they are the failure. They think that they're not able to accomplish these things because of what has happened. And so the perspective and the perception they have of, of things that are disappointing or falling short is not about, let me learn from this. It's about, I knew it. This is who I am, mm-hmm. right? And I think once you start to self-identify with your failures and you start to like think that you are it, you are the failure, then I think that now it has poisoned everything that you would do going forward mm-hmm. because you're not going to have the right energy, you're not going to have the right attitude, and you're not going to have the right amount of focus to actually aspire to anything greater than what you actually are doing or what you've done. Right, Here's another one that stifles people from uh, even committing to a goal, and it's fear. I would say working with mostly women in our coaching business um, who are small business owners trying to push through difficult and challenging things, you know, starting a business is difficult. It's hard. Yeah. But I would say most of them are hiding behind fear. Mm-hmm. You know, what will other people think? What if it doesn't work out? I spoke with a business owner a few weeks ago male business owner who said, I really like, how do you put yourself out there? You do these Instagram lives. It's so frightening. So people hide behind fear. So if your goal is to grow your business and you know that your fear of social media or going live or, you know, connecting with your audience is holding you back, 
you have to set some sort of little goal to try to get better at overcoming that. Yeah, I think that all of us have fallen victim to this, that we have set aside a high level of reverence of what other people think about us. Mm-hmm. And that stops us, right? Mm-hmm. We we have said to ourselves that it matters what this person on social media says in the comments, that it matters if they like it, whether or not we do something. And so I think that that level of reverence that we give to that creates this this social fear that stifles and stops most people from doing anything. Mm -hmm. Because it's not the most talented people that achieve things. It's not the most gifted people that achieve things. It's the people people who didn't give a fuck, right? Who said, I don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it because I know this is right. Right. And I'm going to adjust it when I feel like I need to adjust. And I'm going to do it until the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. And I think that that level of intensity is is so important but fear i mean it is everywhere and i think that i I think will smith put it best he said god hid hid the greatest treasures behind the other side of fear Mm. and i think when you get on the other side of the of fear i think that you're going to find something really great yeah okay it leads us to number eight of the 10 reasons why people don't set goals laziness Uh, just straight Get up off the couch. Well, no, it's just so- this kind of goes back to the cost, you know. Ah, I really like my cozy couch. Like I'm really nice and comfortable right here, and I just don't really like the idea of waking up in the cold winter months to go to the gym, you know. Or I just don't want to put in the time that it's going to take to figure out what I want to do with the next year of my life. And why should I? Because it's still COVID. Like there's so many ways you can go with laziness. And And it's not a dig at you. We've all been lazy at times. You know, we've had some lazy fatigue around the holiday season around. All right. What are we going to do going into 2021? Which is why we're having this conversation Because I think it's really important to identify like what's making you lazy. Is it your circumstances? Is it the fact that you're not motivated? Do you have no one around you searching or striving for something bigger? Like laziness is like, I think, a symptom. But what really is causing it is what I would challenge you to explore here. Yeah. And I think I look at it a little bit a little bit different. I think laziness is is a mental thing. I've said this before, a, a wandering mind is a lazy mind. And, and so what that means is that we self-interrupt ourselves often, meaning that we can't stay focused. And so if you were able to get past the first seven things we talked about on here and you were able to start setting goals, if you're able to get past your own mental ability to, you know, stay with something to focus in, I think that that is a level of strength and that's a level of endurance. I think laziness is that is that pleasure seeking. It's mm-hmm. that I know I need to be doing this thing on the computer. I need to be working right now, but I keep interrupting myself by going on social media. I keep, to me, that's lazy, right? And the hard thing is to put your phone in another room to take off all the notifications on your computer and to stay committed to something that you need to be doing to find that's related to your goals and the things that you're trying to achieve. I think that to me is where you find your goal uh, attainment to be is in the ability to stay narrow and focused and not to be all over the place. And I think that's where, to me, where laziness is in 2021. I get it. Totally agree with you. So that's two different forms of laziness. Yeah. One is, you know, you might be stuck in your comfort zone. And number two is it's easy to be distracted, but it's really difficult to stay focused on something that you really want. And I can tell you, I, I do this too. I'll, I'll be working and I'll be focused. And all of a sudden, 
this idea popped in my head to check my phone. Like nothing, I didn't get an alert. Right. And it's just like you open your phone, you go, what am I looking for right now? Yeah. And it's just a form of self-interrupting. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, people want results now. They want instant gratification. I think we live in a society where, you know, everything is instant. If you want food, you can order it. It gets delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got a little cellulite, you could have that shit sucked out. I mean, seriously, <laughs> right. you don't have to put in the hard work and, you know, put off these results that could take forever to obtain. You just want the easy route. Yeah. I, I think we're plagued by that right now. We're not willing to uh, look past the instant gratification or the short-term misculture for something that we really re- want to become or want to aspire to be. Like we, I feel like a lot of us have lost the art of what it is to like aim for something or yeah. aspire for something or look beyond right. what our circumstances are uh, because everything's so instant. And I think based on what you just said, I think what is has happened is now we fatigue easily. Mm-hmm. People get tired easy. Like you, you work on something for a month and people are like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out, right? And like we've been focusing on a business for several years now and yeah do you there's times that you're tired yeah but you 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 know i think there's a moment where you say okay i gotta stay with this i gotta have endurance because in order to do something special you gotta outlast things you gotta outlast being tired you gotta outlast you know you know the the distractions that are there you gotta outlast your self-doubt you gotta outlast all the things that we've talked about you have to outlast and because things are so easy now it's like when people set a goal, they're like, well, I want it now, mm-hmm. right? And if I can't get it now, what's the point of even setting the goal? And so we just have to be careful that this in this society that everything is instantaneous, that we think that goal achievement should be that way as well. Right. We think that being a, you know, taking over the world, doing something special, creating something remarkable can be done overnight. And that's just not how it works, yeah. right? And it's just, there's laws to this, right? Mm-hmm. They're immutable. You can't change it. It's like gravity. You've got to, Go with it, and you got to understand it. And in due time, you will see the things that you want to that you want to see in your life. So, number ten it, uh, of why people don't set goals. I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm really sold on this, and that is, well, people tell you not to. Like, you know, if you just type in a Google search of like goal setting, the first thing that comes up is why you should not set goals. <laughs> and, and then there's all these graphics on Pinterest around like why goal setting sucks, why you won't stick to your goals while why people break their new year's resolutions. So particularly during this time of the year where people are either you're in two camps, you're either super hyped for the new year and you're goal setting or learning about goal setting like you guys are doing right now with us, or people are telling you don't make any plans because you saw what 2020 happened or, <laughs> you know, by February, you're just going to be eating cupcakes. Like, so what's the point in doing that? Right. Yeah. And I think that's so detrimental to any success that could be waiting for you. Because if you're going to be hanging out with people that don't see the value in setting goals to work towards something better, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of the year that we just had, regardless of how outlandish it may sound, that's holding you back. Yeah. And people will do it. And it's so funny when you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, I see that. But I, and, and I also see when people because they struggle with the things that we just talked about on this mm-hmm. on this list 
they won't outright say, oh, you shouldn't set that goal. They will say things like, are you sure you want to do all that work? Yeah, they that scare sounds like you really into hard, it. Really right. hard work. Right. That sounds like you're going to be really away from your family. Oh, that. Oh, do you really want to you know, take on this goal? Why are you eating like this? I mean, live your life. So like that. Per- okay, so that's kind of where I was going with it. That person, by the way, accounts for all 10 of the things that are on this list. They're stuck in their comfort zone. It's laziness. They're probably fearful that you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment, probably because they've had previous disappointments. They're discouraging you from setting goals, probably because they've never taken control of their life. They probably don't exercise any discipline in their life, which is why they're telling you, hey, this is going to cramp our relationship if you start being disciplined around achieving something Also, the jealousy, perhaps, or envy of your commitment, your Mm -hmm. transformation. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's so terrible. It is. If people are telling you not to shoot for the stars or they're trying to discourage you from thinking bigger, they're stuck. They're uncertain of what they want out of life. They basically are and one through ten. how selfish is that? Like you want your comfort zone to be someone else's. You're like, okay, yeah. part of my comfort zone is you being here. If you go inspire for something bigger than this relationship, then our relationship is over or how it looks will be different. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand that. So I'm going to tell you. But that is so it happens like <laughs> yeah. mostly in a marriage. Think yeah. about a marriage where maybe the husband commits to a fitness goal. And now all of a sudden, two months later, you lost 30 pounds. You're checking your abs out in the mirror and I didn't make that same commitment I'm going to now be resentful of you Mm -hmm. right so there's so many reasons why people don't set goals but we wanted to share the top 10 with you so that you can see what might be holding you back maybe you have set goals but maybe these are some of the reasons why you are in your head about whether they're realistic whether you're going to be able to actually achieve them right maybe you signed up for a goal setting workshop or something and you're just trying to be that person that has goals but really now that you're listening to this you're like man i really am uncertain about the belief that i have in myself of really sticking to this so this is kind of just to spark you into doing some self-evaluation and some thinking about your goals And if you don't have any goals, this is to get you to identify like what reasons are holding you back, like what things are keeping you stuck from actually setting goals. Because now more than ever, if you're praying for a better year, you got to be better. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll say about this is, is that go through this list and really just like look at last year. Right. And I know just like many people, you're looking at your list and you're going, God, I didn't achieve any of these things. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe there were things that were out of your control. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was business aspirations. Maybe it was a career aspirations and everything has slowed down mm-hmm. and that those things could be out of your control. But when you look at that, really look at, okay, where were the things that were in your control? And if they were, what got in your way? And it, was it something on this list? Was there something that you say, you know what? I didn't think I really believed that I could do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so okay with it not working out from a standpoint of my career or my the company because of 2020 having all these things that are in the way, if that was the case, and you may have a belief issue, mm-hmm. right? Or every time you said that you were going to, you know, start blogging and all of a sudden the blog didn't work out, you didn't write it and you found yourself distracting yourself, then maybe it may be a sense of laziness. Right. Like maybe you're just wandering too much. So go through the list, look through that. The next episode, we're going to talk about like how to craft a goal. Like what is the most important aspect of a goal? 
Uh, and I think that that's going to be very fruitful for you. I think it's going to help you with with goals you've already started already for this year and you know going into the rest of this year. Yep. So take a look at the show notes in this episode and you can get that list of one through 10 and we will see you in the next episode so we can get down to business and start planning and strategizing around some of your goals. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.